Hello and a very warm welcome to Parents' Evening. This is our series of podcasts designed to help you explore and understand some of the post-16 options for your child. Today we are going to be talking about the choices that might be open to them and that includes degree apprenticeships. What are they? Do employers really rate them? We're going to explore all of that with our expert panel and they're going to introduce themselves. Hi, so I'm Olivia McLaren and I work at a sixth form college in Cardiff um, and I support 1,600 students each year to explore the breadth of opportunities available for progression on from sixth form. And hi, I'm Lindsay Conroy. I'm the programme lead for apprenticeships here at UCAS and I'm looking after all of the work to put apprenticeships right next to undergraduate courses as students explore their options. And hi, I'm Paris. I'm a software engineering degree apprentice in my fourth and final year now. So I'm here to talk about my experience as a degree apprentice. Lovely. We've got a great panel. I'm so pleased to have you all with us, particularly you, Paris, because it's so it'll be so nice to hear about the, that real lived experience. So we'll come on to some of that. But I think we should probably go right back to the beginning to start with, which is trying to understand exactly what degree apprenticeships are. Lindsay, can you give us an, an overview of what that means? What does it look like? Yeah, of course. So a degree apprenticeship is exactly what it says on the tin. It's the way of studying towards a degree, but through an apprenticeship pathway. So an apprenticeship is a really fantastic opportunity for an individual to be able to work in a real job and have all of the rights and responsibilities of an employee, but also have protected time to learn and to study as well. And so a degree apprenticeship is the opportunity to be able to do that, but also achieve a degree that you could achieve through an undergraduate course at the same time. It's a really great opportunity. So forgive my ignorance, I guess. I'm going to be really honest about it. I think in my mind, until I joined UCAS, actually, I always thought apprenticeships were sort of more trade based. You know, this idea of actually studying at degree level was something I just really wasn't aware of. Do you find that that's the case for a lot of parents? And do you think people are really aware that degree apprenticeships exist in this way? I think there still is some common misconceptions that it's focusing on trades. But actually, we find that there's lots of opportunities in law, engineering, business. And actually, the vast majority of sectors now have degree apprenticeships that are available. Lindsay, what, what about you? Do, do you hear that? Do you, do you hear that sort of common misconception? Yeah, absolutely. And it still very much is um, a, a situation where people tend to think of apprentices as being those that perhaps go off and make the tea or like you say, they're studying towards a trade. But, you know, to, to be able to do a degree apprenticeship in something like law or nursing or engineering, as you were saying, I mean, what a great you know, possibility that there really are very few jobs that you can't reach now through an apprenticeship pathway. And in fact, the new doctor apprenticeships just been released and we're expecting to see enrolments on that um, in 2024. So actually, you know, we're, we're really narrowing down the number of jobs you can't do through this great learning path. So, Lindsay, how can UCAS help with that? Um, so uh, it's a great question because obviously young people are already here on UCAS.com exploring their opportunities. So there's some really great news actually that's happening this summer and that's that UCAS are putting apprenticeship opportunities right next to undergraduate opportunities on UCAS.com. So if I'm a young person or a parent who's searching for say engineering, I'll see my apprenticeship opportunities and my undergraduate courses next to each other, really helping um, young people to explore their options in, in a way that shows true parity of choice. And then from next year, young people will be able to apply from right here on UCAS.com 
with their data that we already hold about them. So it will make that process much more seamless for them, which I think is really exciting and is really going to help um, as we get further and further down this journey. We're going to see a change, I think, aren't we? People's sort of perception is shifting. Harris, what about yours before you, I mean, obviously you're on a degree apprenticeship, but before you ever took that step, what was your sort of understanding of what this might mean and what it might look like? I personally knew that I didn't want to go into full-time university, so when I finished my A-levels, I was looking into what my options are, came across degree apprenticeships, and a few of my friends did as well, but after that, to my friends and my family, when I was got into mine, I did have to explain to everyone, this is what it is, I'm working, I've got a degree, and now they get it, people in my life understand, but still, I do come across people nowadays that still aren't aware, even at my workplace, I tell them I'm a degree apprentice, and they still aren't aware, so there are people that don't know, but it's about uh, kind of educating and being that person that actually say, this is what I'm doing getting a degree but also I just have a job and I have done for four years. So you're really at the forefront of sort of helping shift people's perception of actually what this means. Yeah definitely. Including your own family and and your colleagues as well that's really interesting to hear. What was your parents reaction when you said actually this is a route I'm really interested in? Initially they didn't know what I was talking about um, but I took a gap year after my A-levels anyway and I think I made it clear in year 12 that university not really sure about that and neither one of my parents went to university either so it wasn't the case of you have to go to university which I'm quite lucky I know some parents are like that so when I first explained it at first it was what is that so I had to explain obviously University of Warwick is the university I'm going to I'm going to be working for this company I'm going to be earning a salary it's paid for and then as soon as they heard that they were like oh well, yeah trust you that's fine so I'm quite fortunate that um that um, my parents are very supportive in that way and I'm grateful for them. So you won them round. Were they helpful then as you then sort of started to look? Because I'm assuming it's an awful lot of hard work for those getting ready for that and applying. Yeah, definitely. I went through kind of job applications. I'd never done one before. So I I asked my mum, both my mum and dad are self-employed, so um, they haven't had to do too many interviews. But I did say, like, what do you have any tips? And they did give me some advice and they, they support me no matter what I do. So obviously they're my parents. They love me, so it is really good to have them supportive, um, for me to go into this um, option in my life so they definitely were supportive and they did help and when I did tell them that I got it, it was very like yay celebrations and now they know I do have to explain to them every time where I'm like oh I finished my year for the uni and they're like so you're relaxing now I'm like no I've got I've got work tomorrow <laughs> um, but other than that they're they're great. I think there continues to be um, a preconception that it's maybe for students that haven't done as well at A level or their equivalent when actually they really do look at the whole person. So even though the grade requirements for a degree apprenticeship may on the face value be lower than for the equivalent degree at that university, and Paris can touch upon her her course slightly in a a second, they actually, the reason behind that is because they do value those wider skills that you can bring. So it does really open the door to a broad range of students. And if a student is, for example, comparing two offers, a degree and a degree apprenticeship, perhaps even for the same degree course, one with a sponsored programme and one through the university full time, they shouldn't be put off by you know, a difference in the grade requirements if they do really well as well. So if they get three A's and actually their degree apprenticeship is slightly lower, it doesn't mean that that degree apprenticeship isn't going to still provide those excellent opportunities for the future and be really rigorous. Mm. I think um, th- there is that, again, that misconception, isn't there, is that the apprenticeships are for those that are less academic. But imagine practising to be a solicitor 
Mm. and studying for your degree in law, you know, that's not someone who's less academic by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so I, I think it's really right. Don't be put off by the entry requirements. They're just the entry requirements that, you know, that the government have set. It doesn't mean that if you're more academic, you should go to a traditional undergraduate course. Actually, it's about how you like to learn as an individual. It's about whether you want that um, experience in the workplace. All of those things are what you need to take into account when you're thinking about what's right. Yeah. Exactly. And I think the reason that it's like that is you're working for 80% of your time and you're only studying for 20s. The reason that they have still have some grade requirements is because you, you're getting a degree. You have to be somewhat academic and you have to be able to prove yourself that way. But majority of your time, you're working. So whether you've, or you're an A-star student or you're not an A-star student, it's about how you portray yourself and how you get the job done. So if you are an A-star student, you can do a degree apprenticeship. And if you're not an A-star student, you can do a degree apprenticeship. Like the roots are just two different ways of getting to the same job, which is a good job at the end of the day. I think that's really interesting that both those routes get you to the same goal, don't they? They, they, they still get you where you want to go. Do you think when you look back, Paris, at your, when you were applying, there was something about doing the apprenticeship that really suited you and your learning style or your development style? Do you, do you think that their degree apprenticeships really sort of tap into something that's yeah. maybe a little different from those that might go on to do the more traditional degree route? Yeah, definitely. I think when I realised, I definitely knew I didn't want to go to full-time university because I prefer working on the job. So when I was applying and I realised that most of my time I'll be working and just the added benefit of de getting the degree, I knew it was for me. So I think if you're considering one look at what how do you learn better do you prefer the academics of things do you prefer learning which is absolutely fine or do you prefer having a project having a task and getting it done and learning through that way because that's the way to consider kind of which one would be best for you but does it mean that you can't apply for both as well because some people do and I would echo that as an advisor it's really important to remember that you can apply for both um, and actually you don't have to make that choice early on you can get two op you know options a degree apprenticeship and a degree and then when it comes to the point of getting towards enrolment, you can then make that decision about what suits you best. And don't be afraid to go against the grain. So your peers might be going down the traditional degree route, as that has been quite a tradition for some time, especially if you're in quite a traditional sixth form setting at the moment. But actually, you know, this is the first real point where you might see that disparity between the routes that you take from your peers. But do what's right for you, because ultimately you've got that 60 odd year career ahead of you. And you want to make sure that that is your own and that you make it what you want it to be. I think the other thing to remember for, for parents and for students as well is that it's not a degree apprenticeship or undergraduate study. Actually, it's a, an apprenticeship or undergraduate study because it hasn't got to be a degree apprenticeship. You can, first of all, get apprenticeships at the same level that are not a degree apprenticeship. They're just a level six or level seven, so they're equivalent. You can then get higher apprenticeships. So your level fours and five apprenticeships are higher apprenticeships. So they're the equivalent of, say, the first and second year of undergraduate study. And actually, it might be about looking at what are our level three apprenticeships? Because perhaps I need that pathway into that professional expertise before I can go on and work my way through to, say, a degree apprenticeship. It's not the only way into the apprenticeship pathway. And that's an important point there in that it's a ladder. So that often one apprenticeship might feed into another apprenticeship. Um, for example, a level three might provide that route into that different style of learning if you're not quite at that level yet. And also, it's important to note when we talk about a traditional undergraduate degree or a degree apprenticeship, 
um, I'm graduating this year, but my degree is the same. It's a Bachelor of Science. There is no difference between the degrees. It's just a different way of learning them. Obviously, an undergraduate, you're a full-time student, have about eight to ten hours of lectures a week, whereas mine is a lot more compact in one week. I'm working most of my time, so out of a six-week period, it's mostly work, but then I'll have one week of lectures. But it's a Bachelor's of Science for mine because I'm in software engineering, but yours will still be a Bachelor's of whatever it is. There's no difference in the degree title. It's just a different way of getting it. Yeah, that's really important, isn't it, that you you still come away with that. Lindsay, I wonder, you know, we're just going to have parents and guardians listening to this that, you know, for whom, you know, this whole apprenticeship route is potentially a really new route. It's not something they're really across. What would you say are some of the the biggest myths that you would want to bust, you know, for a parent that's listening today thinking, well, I'm not sure this is the route for my child? So I think going back to that, that stigma, that misconception that we talked about around apprenticeships are for those that are less academic. I think that's the mindset that we need to change. Actually, apprenticeships are a great opportunity dependent upon how you want to learn and how you want to experience your study. Um, I think um, as well. To, to get people away from the mindset of, like I was saying, you know, it has to be a degree apprenticeship or nothing, because actually often it is a ladder into that degree apprenticeship. And I think it's about helping people to understand that. I mean, there are some amazing benefits. I can't imagine like how Paris must have experienced these last few years because all of that work experience under your belt, you would have missed that otherwise through going through the traditional university route. And that sets you up in great stead for kind of your future career. So I think it's about understanding, not just dispelling the myths, because there are myths, absolutely. But actually, what are these amazing benefits of this pathway? Because there are so many of them. And that but that brings us really nicely to you, Paris, because if anybody can kind of advocate yeah. all these fantastic things that you've gained, if you could sort of sum up your experience, you say, I think, did you say you're coming final towards year. your final the year? Yeah, yeah, so you're, the end is in sight, isn't yeah. it? Um, what would you say have been, you know, the benefits for you as you've done this? Definitely. I think the most important thing is that it's four, three years sometimes of learning on the job and getting the degree. A huge benefit is that I don't think we've touched on it, but the degree is uh, sponsored, it's paid for, so I don't have to pay the traditional uni fees and I am getting a salary as well from my employer. So that in of itself is a massive benefit. But also the benefits that I would say is in those four years, usually you start degree apprenticeships around the age of 18, four years time I've been able to grow as a person and grow professionally as well as academically. That's a massive benefit. Traditional university students, obviously their main focus is the academics because it's so important. But the professional side, unless they're doing internships or things like that, lacks sometimes because they've got so many more assignments. So growing professionally and growing academically, best of both worlds for me and for um, anyone really who wants to get involved. It certainly allows students to set themselves aside from those that are gaining degrees because, you know, a little bit like the A-level entry requirements, they are just the baseline. So if you meet the requirements for a job, how can you set yourself aside from the other applicants for that role? And it's just making sure that if you, you know, if you choose a degree route, and as um, Paris said, they are both two routes to the same goal, how can you make the most of the opportunities at university, like placement years, summer internships, to really gain some of that experience that maybe will allow you to stand up against a degree apprentice in the long run? Um, Paris, one of the things that I suppose crossed my mind as a, as a parent, you might think, oh, but do you miss out on that sort of student mm-hmm. experience? What, what's your, been your sort of take on that? Do you feel like you missed out in any way? Me, personally, I don't. I feel like I'm quite lucky with that. I joined, obviously, pre-COVID, so when I joined... I was still able to get involved in things like the societies and the events and the fairs and I did join a society and two of my closest friends to this day are full-time 
traditional university students they've graduated um obviously you have a job so you're working monday to friday so you maybe do miss out on being able to have freshers week and going out every single day but if you apply yourself and you go to the societies and you go to the things like sports fairs you can still get some of that experience you can still network especially in first year everyone is relocating or everyone's trying to make friends so you can if you just go there it might be um, a bit repetitive having to explain what a degree apprentice is every time because they don't know but you can still make really good friends I guess it just depends on what uni you go to and your employer because if if some apprenticeships their employer is say in the north but their university may not necessarily be as close and you only go there for that one week at the university and your uh, hotel and accommodation is expensive and stuff you might not be able to because you have you, you can't drive there every time but if you live locally to where your university is or you've relocated you can still get involved with all that experience definitely it's good to hear because yeah. I think I think for something that would be really important, wouldn't yeah. it, being at the heart of something. And I think it is important to to not look at it through rose tinted glasses. I think it's important to can still consider the pros and cons of every route that you're going to consider to make the right choice for you. Because I think there is a you know there is important to have certain attributes if you're going into a degree apprenticeship. There is that level of responsibility and maturity that's required, and they are competitive. So we shouldn't just go into it mm. with the idea of. You know, these are for everybody because they are competitive. I'm sure that Paris is the envy of lots of people because she has secured a competitive apprenticeship. So they are rigorous. They are competitive. So you do have to work hard and be resilient in your application process. Yes, you've got to take it as seriously as as you would. It's a job. Yes, Yes, definitely. I think on that, it's worth recognising as well how different the application process is. Um, You know, I regularly talk to Degree Apprentices Paris as one of the many that I speak to who, um, you know, have applied for a multitude of opportunities, maybe 30, 40, 50 opportunities where deadlines are different, the requirements and the asks from the employers are different because ultimately you are applying for a job. So you may be expected to go through kind of many stage interview processes. So there is a lot of support that you're going to need to put around your child for them to be successful within that route. Did you, uh, how did you feel going through so many applications, Paris? I think it's, first you do have a lot of help with your teachers and your careers people that are at the, the university, the school, sorry, that you are in. You have a CV, you tailor it. I think the difficulty is sometimes like, Lindsay said you're applying for loads of different jobs so you almost have to tailor it and then you've got an interview but they ask for different things that this interview is it's just keeping track of it and just really being ready I would say if you for for your children that are in like year 12 and year 13 just speak to it now speak to them now when they're applying and they're creating their UCAS accounts and applying for their universities if they aren't sure whether they want to go to, um, get them involved and get their CV up to scratch and put them through to a degree appre- apprenticeship application as well because like we said if it comes to results day and they've got the results and they've got the grades for university with they actually decide they want to do degree apprenticeship they've got the option there mm. so really good tips there yes thank you for that that's really yes, good definitely and i think it's important to notice other going back to the point of you can apply for UCAS and degree apprenticeships that sometimes the, the students that I work with find the degree apprenticeship process a lot easier if they have done UCAS because they've pulled all of their information into one place they've got used to the style of uh, application questions about using examples to back up the the skills and qualities they have to demonstrate to the employers that they have these softer skills so they're already getting some of those skills we also advise that they save every application they submit because as Paris said they are they do vary but there are some common themes so they can use and, and create iterations of the same application and refine that over time once they've got some feedback if they aren't successful.
Great, another top tip. I hope, I hope people are, make, are making notes at home and keeping a little list. It's really helpful to hear this. Lindsay, just in our last couple of minutes, um, you were saying at the beginning that apprenticeships are just expanding. We're just seeing more and more sectors bringing them online. Do you think that means that there's a real shift in the way industry thinks about them, that employers do take them seriously, do value them, and the, the skills set as, alongside the academic um, substance that these young people are bringing into the workplace? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've seen a huge shift in terms of how employers view apprenticeships over the last kind of, I'd say, five to six years since apprenticeships have gone through a really significant reform. Um, And when you look at some case studies from some really great employers up and down the UK, actually, they really do value their apprentices. What they tend to see is that their apprentices are more loyal to their organisations. They tend to stay with them beyond the completion of their apprenticeship. Um, So their staff retention improves. Um, You tend to see the apprentices have a you know a substantive role at the end of their apprenticeships so you know they don't have to go through that kind of challenge of finding a graduate job at the end of their degree um, so I think employers are really valuing apprenticeships for so many different reasons but partially because of you know that staff retention kind of um, I guess return on investment that employers makes and there are some great case studies of how apprentices have been really successful for different employers all actually over on ucast.com so it's well worth taking a look mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And on that as well, the good thing about apprenticeships that employers like is that you're coming in from from really the ground up, effectively in 10 to 15 years, you stay on at a company, you know it very well because you did your good degree through them all the way through. I know when you come in as a grad, you're coming in, you have to learn those things like soft skills, which is still very important. But when you come in as an apprentice, they definitely value you because you've been there for X amount of years before you've even got a proper full-time effective job. So they do definitely value, I feel valued as an apprentice. Well, that's really nice to hear. I'm just, I'm going to give the last word to you, Paris. If we've got parents and carers listening to this today and they're, the student that they're supporting is maybe talking about apprenticeships, what would the one piece of advice you give to that, that parent as they support that young person? I would definitely say be open-minded I know in the past it's definitely been university is the main route but there are options out there and I would also say don't necessarily um, push them down one route I would give them options and let them know that if they want to go to university get them through get them through the UCAS applications but like I said when results day comes the more options that you have the more likely you're going to find something that fits you Um, so apply to both basically that's really good advice thank you so much Paris and thank you to all of you and my fabulous panel today it's been really exciting and interesting to talk to you and hear so much about apprenticeships Paris we wish you very well with the future and um, you are a shining shining example of how it can work so beautifully so thank you all so much for coming and joining us today and thank you for being with us we hope that you found that really insightful and helpful don't forget that this is just one of a series of podcasts that we've put together to support you through the results day and of course was clearing so if you haven't listened to all of them do go back and have a listen to those but thank you so much for joining us bye bye